Welcome back, listeners, once again to the 40th instalment of the Fantasy Football Surgery Podcast, coming to you on the 29th of November 2016. I, I should probably start by referencing it's a very sad day for football. Many of you would have heard the news of the Brazilian football team, Chapecoense, who lost their, their players in a, in a tragic plane accident. Uh, we heard news earlier on today. Our thoughts on the podcast go out to the players and their, their families just a thought there and it really sort of puts in perspective um how how serious we get with fpl but nonetheless the show must go on with us i'm welcoming back the editor-in-chief the Iceman. yeah hi bull welcome back to you thank you very much and uh, a few weeks ago you would have heard him on the podcast we've had tom campbell recently we've had paul morgan very very happy to welcome back jno united all right i'm glad to be back i've brought my slippers this time i feel more comfortable <laughs> So, yeah, I'm ready, ready to well, yeah, 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 everything's set. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'll be interested to hear how you've been getting on in the last few weeks. Uh, I, I'm hoping on a, an upward curve. First of all, let's just begin with uh, an overview of our teams and how they got on this game week. Iceman, let me come to you. Not a great week for me. Uh, hit just above average. I think I got 47 in the end. Cause, well, I did get 51 with a minus four hit because I brought in the lovely Coutinho who got injured and I have to remove him out this week which was a bit of a pain in the ass. but um, Captain Firmino as well so only got six points for that but Macaulay, Austin and Aguero kind of saved my week but no, not not my greatest week down to 19,000 overall Still in a fairly good position even after a week of game week for you Yeah, it's uh, still hopeful Like, yeah, I'm still in contention I still think I've got a decent team going forward and let's face it, we're only about, what is it, not even, uh, you know, about a third of the way into the season, so plenty of football to be played at this point in time. Um, J&O, before the podcast, you mentioned you had a good score, so I think I'm going to come with mine next, and I'll come to you after. Mm-hmm. Um, I managed to actually have one of my better weeks this season. I got 69 points, so a good 33 Ooh. above the average. Okay. Um, standouts for me, McCauley... Uh, Aguero, but I made the decision last minute on the Saturday to move my captaincy from Aguero to Sanchez. And initially, I thought I'd made a huge mistake there, but the rationale behind it was I'd heard Aguero might be injured, might not be. And in the past, I've, I've suffered the pain in fantasy football of going with Aguero and then he's kind of plays half the game, isn't risked, he's substituted, and I get two points. Um, so I went with Sanchez. Now, Aguero obviously went off to an absolute flying star, got those two goals. I thought it was all happening again like last season where I dropped him against Newcastle when he scored five. But fortunately, the man that is Alexis Sanchez got me uh, a couple of goals from midfield the next day and a number of bonus points as well to score me 28. So very, very happy with that one. He saved your week, didn't he, really? You, you would have scored around the same as me if you didn't captain him. What was What did you get? I got 51. 51. Yeah, if if we take his 14 off, um, take 14 off, that would have put me on 55. If I had a Captain Aguero, though, which I would have done. So, no, I I did kick your ass. (laughs) You're going to have to open that one, Iceman. I'm sorry. Well done, mate. Yeah, top work. All the numbers in the world won't save you. I'm still not quite caught up with you, but I have jumped up uh, the mini leagues and overall, so very happy with that. J&O, how did you do? Just to put it in perspective, my captain was Coutinho. And I went and got 70 points. So imagine wow, what would have happened if I picked the correct captain. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, great game week for me. Um, I had Sanchez and Aguero, didn't captain them. So my star men, other than those two, would have been Zaha, who is now one of my favourites. <laughs> uh, Macaulay. And Austin was there as well. So that was a great couple of performances by a few of my players. Where are you up to now, Jenny? Uh Ranking right now is 43,316th. And I've annoyed a fellow FPL player on Twitter, FCFC Nerd, who was on the same ranking as me two weeks ago, and <laughs> now I'm bouncing him. Nice. Nice <laughs> work. What, what, what was, how have you got so high up? What have you changed? What have you brought in? Um, I played all-out attack last week, because uh, that was after the international break, it? wasn't it? And um, no, uh, Fletcher, <laughs> who always sits on my bench, but I didn't have three defenders. So I thought, you know what, it's the probably the weakest chip. I don't really need it for the second half of the season. And I uh, played it, and it worked out for me. Yeah, nice. So yeah, I've had two good game weeks. Good work. Probably good the work. only time a chip will work for me. 
Very, very strong indeed. Well, um, I'm not going to um, talk to you about Wilfred uh, Zahar just yet, just because I think it'd be worth discussing when we get to the Crystal Palace fiction. I've got fiction. a novel about him ready, by the way, just so you know. Oh, I, I can't wait to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that one. That's going to be a bestseller. But let me just read out the top 10 from our mini league. So the top 10, we've got a few new people actually getting into um, the top 10 and people I've noticed climbing up from lower down. So we've got Patrick Houghton, with Biggles Wingman on 734 points. Now, actually, the next two are also on 734. So in ninth, we've got Zaza Penalty Specialis with Christopher Bersho. And we've got Fifty Shades of Grey with Alex Belay. Uh, seventh place, FC Tanami Tanami with Eddie Hughes. Uh, Andreas Landers on the climb on 741 points with Anti Clante United. Uh, we've got SLB Italia. Uh, Tiago Costa's dropped this week with 742 points. Are you for Real? Mohamed Ismaili. 746. Kuno Rawrands moved up again with the RK Mavericks of 760 points. Douglas Munro, much better week, um, closing the gap on the, the top man with the mysterious Duke, 778 points overall. And finally, holding on to that number one position, Dimitar Todorov and the special one, 784 points overall. He really is the special one. He also he brought is. in Zahar. He really well, did, yeah. He obviously knows who to listen to. <laughs> he listened to JNL a couple of weeks ago. He had Christian Benteke as well, so he really benefited from that uh, that that Palace goal fest. <laughs> he certainly what, did. What a game that was! Yeah, incredible um, game. Looking at the bottom, uh, I was just I picked a name out: Jafar bin Tongek. Jafar Tongek FC. He's called his team. He's in eight hundred and seventy-six. Kingsley Obi. With King Chaka down at 891, you're being named and shamed. Going back another page, Alexander. Can I just ask, is that, is that just quickly? Is that King Chaka? Was there a T in front of the C? Uh, I've clicked away now, mate. Don't worry, that's fine. <laughs> uh, going to another one, uh, Chad Lewis with Dream Team FC down at 916. So you three have been named and shamed. Make your way up, lead. Listen to the podcast. Loving their work. Right, let's get straight down to business, chaps. We've got 10 games to go through once again, spread across the weekend of the 3rd of December. The busy Christmas period isn't quite with us. But uh, I'm hoping you're going to be thinking long-term in some of your picks for this week. We've got the small matter of Manchester City versus Chelsea. Uh, top top of the table clash. Iceman in traditional style. I'm going to come to you on this one first. Where do you see this one going? Well, firstly, I can't believe KDB got benched. He's one of their best players. He's one of two of their world-class players. He was one of my bankers. And then just get one point really did piss me off this week. But anyway, it's still going to be in contention this week for me because although he is playing Chelsea, I do think he's just been rested for the Chelsea game. And a good stat on De Bruyne is he has featured in 22 Premier League games without losing in 2016. And that's the most of any player in the competition. And there's a question from Twitter we got from Mike RB 77 uh, He is actually asking, Aguero in or out? He's tempted by Kane but would mean burning a point. So, so your opinions on Aguero? Are you guys keeping Aguero? I certainly am. Well, he's FPL royalty. For me, unless he gets injured, you you don't drop him. He might have a bad patch, two or three games, but then he will come back after that and usually score two goals, get some assists. As far as strikers this season, he's got the most shots on target, most chances per minute. So I can't see any reason to get rid of him. The only person that scored as many is Diego Costa, and I have both of them, so... If Aguero's fit and ready to play, he's going to start. Nacho is good, but I can't see Pep dropping uh, Aguero for Nacho anytime soon. No, I totally agree. He scored against 29 of the 30 different teams that he's facing in Premier League as well, and has scored 33 goals in his last 34 appearances. It just shows the quality. Is He's a keeper throughout the season, no matter who he plays. It's, there's no question about it for me. A lot of people are removing him for, for Kane, but I don't think it's an option. Billy, do you reckon that's something which you might consider? I think I talked about this recently, didn't I? I think that it's easy, to, because he's cost so much to have him in your team and he takes up all that money. If he doesn't score in a week and then you get kind of that spate of other players, like you get a Lukaku decent week, you get a Kane decent week, few of the Liverpool midfielders come up, you do start thinking to yourself, well, he's 13 million, he hasn't done it this week, maybe I need to spread that cash around. But just like J&O said, all of a sudden you'll get a two or three goal week 
um, you'll get three bonus points and you're suddenly thinking, yeah, I can't drop this guy. So I would avoid flirting with taking him out as long as he's fit for me. It's 13 million that can just sit up front for the season and just, just keep bringing in the goals. The only time I'd potentially drop him is if I was really behind in a mini league and I wanted to get some differentials in, but that would be like a desperate worst case scenario to spread the money across other players but otherwise he's a keeper for me yeah definitely i tell you what who looked good in the last game was Torre again he <laughs> he was going to be my shout for this one i really like um i just gonna throw a stat out there about this well not so much a stat but a record really both teams are in great form at the moment chelsea winning all of their last five in the premier league but the last two games this has finished um in the league between chelsea and city this has finished three nil to Manchester City so I wouldn't be picking a Chelsea defender this week mm, yeah the only thing is they have got a solid record Chelsea Man City didn't play that well in the last game I thought they kind of got away with it and Aguero just managing to get on the score just nicking those two goals just from nothing um, just a quick question was that record home and away or was that both at yeah the that, that, that was that was both so that was uh, this is the 2015-2016 season, so Manchester City at home against Chelsea back in August, um, and then in April this year, Manchester City away, so okay. both both stadiums. Can't really argue with that, though, can you? Well, you, know, you say that Chelsea are a different team this season, that's the only thing I would say, but I do think City will score in this game as solid as Chelsea have been. Oh, I think they will as well, but uh, I just think Man City's defence have not looked good this season either. So no. I reckon it won't be there won't be clean sheets in this game. No. Um you've got Hazard, but he tends to play better at home than away. So I'm saying maybe a Aguero and a Costa and then maybe a draw. Which would be great for me. <laughs> I'd love yeah, that. Both getting a goal, yeah. I was actually thinking about shouting Louise this week. He seems to be playing quite well in that three. But, yeah, against City, I can't really see him keeping the clean sheet. I think that there's going to be a point where he's actually going to score some attacker points. He's one of those defenders which could probably score out of anything. And he does manage to get forward some, sometimes and probably is able to provide assists and score as well. So, Louise is kind of... I'll keep an eye on him, not bringing him in for this game, but uh, maybe see, going I'd have forward. to disagree. I'd have to disagree. Why is that? I think he's had a leash put on him since he's moved to Chelsea. I think Conte's brought him in and thought you were not playing like you have for Brazil, for Paris Saint-Germain, for Chelsea before. The games I've watched him in, he is a lot less aggressive going forward than he used to be. So I don't think the goals are there for him compared to the likes of Alonso. Uh, So although Alonso's miss on the weekend was just terrible. (laughs) It was with his right (laughs) I was watching that game and he broke my heart with that miss. (laughs) I saw that ball go to him and I was like... Yes, even better game week. Yeah, and then uh, no, I could have fallen to the floor. I, if I wasn't. Sitting. I saw it, but it was with his weaker foot, so I kind of given him a, a bit of a, a let off. I'd have got it on target with my weaker foot. He get it on target with his weaker foot. He did hang his head in shame over that one, though. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have even been on the end of that one. So, lads, um, it sounds like we're t- it sounds like we're saying in this one. We like the idea of uh, Chelsea and City attacking players. The message is let's keep Aguero. And defensively, we're saying perhaps bench some of those players for this week. Yeah, another one. A lot of managers are bringing in Pedro. He got a great curled goal against Spurs. It was an awesome goal. Um, and he has had a hand in eight of their last six Premier League appearances at Stamford Bridge. So it shows that he's amongst the goals. But I just I can't see him being an option going forward like a consistent option um if you're gonna go Chelsea you're gonna go even Moses and Hazard or Costa in the attack of half but I, I, I don't see Pedro as a major option I could be wrong though he is a, he's in good form isn't he he's consistent at the moment and he's playing in like we said last week he's playing in his best position now just off the left of a centre forward like he was at Barcelona he, he does look more at home in that position now I think if you can afford Hazard I would still have him as your attacking midfield Chelsea option but you know, if you want to save a bit of money and and get other people in, then I don't think you know if he, if he carries on this for another one or two game weeks, I think he'd be a serious consideration to save some money on Hazard to have him in, um, and then I'll, spread the money elsewhere. I think I'd rather have Moses if I'm going to go that, but that's my preference. I'm not saying he's definitely not an option, but yeah, I'd rather have Costa and ignore the whole midfield. <laughs> to be honest, I think you. Yeah, I seriously you've got think it on Costa there, yeah. is the safest bet. Do you have and Hazard? I don't think you need... I don't have Hazard. I've got Costa. No, yeah. I think 
Chelsea defender is probably a good bet for the entire season. Maybe not this next game, but can you have three Chelsea players? I think Hazard isn't good enough away from home. Moses, depending on the game, I do believe he will get quite a few points, but I can't see myself putting him in my midfield. And Pedro, I actually did research to do a versus episode on my channel with Pedro versus Hazard, taking into account the price difference. And while he's got good stats, I'd probably still go Hazard if I had the money to spend. I think it's just a lot easier to pick Costa. Yeah, no, I think I agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I've, I've had Costa in for a few weeks, and I've got to say it's probably one of the best transfers I've done all season, so very much supporting of that. Can, Chaps, can, I, gonna... can I just say, just before you move on, uh, looking at, uh, I know you said that maybe City are going to get a few goals against Chelsea because they've got the record, but... You look at Chelsea's record at the moment, they've only just let in a goal after, what, seven games it was? And, and it was it, a good goal it was to, well. Yeah, it was to an unstoppable goal. So it's like, you can you can probably see them still keeping clean sheets. Yeah, but City have players that can score unstoppable yeah. goals. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's one of those. I, they could pull out a clean sheet, but... Mm. I wouldn't bet on it. No, definitely I'll be steering clear of that for this week, but uh, we shall see. And on that goal from Ericsson, I'll be uh, asking your opinion on him when we get to the Tottenham-Swansea game. Chaps, let's move on to uh, a team that, well, a couple of teams this week, one who will be most likely completely deflated after losing 5-4 in the 90. Was it third minute? Yeah. Uh, when Llorente popped up with that fifth goal. Yeah. And then you've got Southampton, who got a fantastic 1-0 victory against Everton with an early goal from Austin. Jano, I'm going to come to you first on this one. I'm, I'm now going to give you the red carpet to, to you know make listeners aware of your new book on Wilfred Zaha. <laughs> Wait, let me find the right page that is relevant to uh, this question. Um, I, I would love right now to, again, back him. But against Southampton and after what happened... I wish I could transfer him out, but I don't want to take the points hit, and I've got Coutinho. So I kind of have my back against the wall with that. Fletcher is against Watford, and this is rare for me, apart from that all-out attack move. I might actually play Fletcher. I just think after that kind of loss and then coming up against Southampton, is it possible that he has a decent game week this time around? That being said, all he has to do is put one good cross in, and he's got plenty of players in that Palace team that can score a headed goal. But Southampton's defenders aren't slouches in that department either. My hope on this game is Austin. And Southampton's run, I believe, starts to look a lot tastier after after it's been quite difficult recently. So I may even look for uh, transferring in a Southampton midfielder for this game. Because uh, Middlesbrough, Stoke, Bournemouth are the ones after uh, the game against Palace. Then they do have Tottenham, but then it's West Bromwich Albion. So I fancy Southampton for this game. Yeah, they've got some strong fixtures coming up. I've actually I was looking at um, some of their defenders because John Stones um, not only has been inconsistent and absent of points at best for me all season, but he's now he didn't play at the weekend. So I've actually been looking at a Saints defender potentially to replace him. Looking at Cedric, Cedric, yeah, he's as, he's, as he's coming back, uh, low priced attacking fullback. He's got European Championship to his name as well. So um, I actually quite fancy a Saints defender for this one. Yeah. Quick shout out for my uh, YouTube video, FPL Hot List, where Cedric features. I will be logging into that <laughs> one after this. Question. <laughs> Iceman. Uh, yeah, it's. I think you've summed it up really. Austin is definitely the man to go for. His stats are incredible at the moment, and he always seems to get a goal from nothing. Like he doesn't need m- many chances, uh, but when he does, he always seems to get them on, on target as well. Van Van Dyke was. He's one of these players who you could put in and could probably get a header against Paris because. Palace just seem to let in set plays. They're not very good on set plays, and Van Dijk is probably one of these players who could probably benefit from that, getting a header. But it is the second week in a row where Van Dijk has committed a foul in the penalty area, but no penalty has been given. So he might be pushing his luck there. Interesting. Okay, so um, it sounds like what we're saying with this one, a little bit you know, pushed away from Crystal Palace after the performance at the weekend. Saints, your solid options, Austin, and maybe a defender. Yeah. Okay. There's always Redmond as well, potentially. He keeps promising to be good and then not he quite does. delivering. Yeah. I mean, Iceman's been quite a fan of him this season, but he, he just you get that again, that return one week, but then he goes, seems to go quiet for a couple of he's, weeks. He's almost like the opposite of Austin. Like yeah. In games, he looks like he should be scoring lots of goals and then yeah. doesn't, whereas yeah. Austin gets one chance and scores. 
Well, let's move on to his former club then. So we've got Stoke versus Burnley. Austin, of course, at Burnley previously. Stoke at the weekend coming up with a 1-0 victory thanks to that uh, Charlie Adam header, a rare rare goal for, for Mr Adam. In terms of uh, Burnley over the weekend, losing to Manchester City 2-1, closer than many people would have thought. Um, Iceman, where do you see this one going? Well, Burnley, you know, they can give up a solid performance in defence, but they haven't got much going forward. Marnie getting the goal in the against City, but he's never going to be an option. Um, Heaton's out now, so a lot of managers drafting in Paul Robinson. I'm not sure why, because I don't think Heaton's out for that long, but... Stoke looked pretty good against Watford. They did make it a bit boring. Wasn't the best game in the world, but Shakiri looks really decent. He probably is their best player and probably the main option for Stoke now. Uh, at 6.3, maybe a one-week one punt against Burnley, but they've got some pretty tough fixtures coming up. But I do know Butland might be back for this game. So again, another uh, goalkeeping option at 4.7. Well, I'm not yeah. trying to start a fight but I can't believe you've overlooked Alan. Well... He could be back. Yeah, he's going to be back, but... Game. I think the fact that they brought him in and they started playing him in that position just behind the striker, I don't think that was a decision they made just because there were other people not available and he's done well in that position. So... I don't know, he's, he's kind million. of subsided me at the moment now. Now that I've got rid of him, he's kind of not <laughs> not in my plans, but no, you might be right. I, I'm gonna, I've got him in my team. I kept him in... Um, because I had to sub other players out for the week when he was banned. But I'm going to keep the faith in him for another week. I do fancy him to, um, if he's going to score against anyone or create, it's going to be against Burnley. So I would actually, if you've got Joe Allen for this game, cheap option, I would actually stick with him and potentially even field him as your fourth or fifth midfielder. I agree. Okay. Jano um, approved. Jano approved, I'll take that. So not, not too many other shouts in this one by the sounds of it. I'll tell you who's not an option anymore. It looks like Boney's come out of the team. He's not even starting now. Didn't get any minutes against Watford. It's the curse of moving to a big club when you're never going to beat the person that's in that position already. Yeah. He went to Man City. He was never going to oust Aguero. Unless the manager goes, I'm definitely playing two up front. Why on earth would you move to a club where you know you're not first choice? Yeah, career over. Yeah, I think he's, he's, so, I have no sympathy for him. Sorry. Many many a player has been seduced into that uh, that that big payday slash playing for a big club, and it, it's a real shame. If you look at Boney, you know we're scoring twenty odd goals a season for Swansea. Looking at some of the other players that have gone to City in their careers, just taking a nosedive after that. See what Swansea could use him right now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Really they might have scored six. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> oh well. We'll see if Lorente's in your thinking later. Okay, so um, the next one, moving on to Sunderland versus Leicester. The champions still very, very leaky at the back against Middlesbrough over the weekend. Sunderland losing 2-0 against Liverpool. Interesting fixture, this one, J&O. Where do you see this one going? I don't know. And to be honest, because of my uncertainty over both teams, I wouldn't be transferring in either of their players. Maybe Pickford if you think that they might keep a clean sheet, but it's not exactly been happening recently. So I'd avoid this game as far as uh, FPL is concerned. I think Van Aanholt might be an option. He seems to be getting forward more now, and he's on one goal and one assist so far this season. Maybe it's something which he's just kind of warming into this season. He got six goals last season, so yeah, I can see him. He's one of those players I'd keep an eye on. Always keep an eye on him because... He can have those purple patches where just for a left back, he just does ridiculously well going forward. But until I start seeing that, like, see it, I'll probably come in on the uh, move late if I'm going to come in on that move for someone like Patrick Van Anholt. Yeah. I'm actually going to be playing a Nietzsche B for this game in my starting lineup. So I'm yeah. hoping for some returns from him. But Defoe, uh, just I saw a stat where he's on the lowest amount of touches per goal. He's averaging 39 touches per goal, which is uh, pretty decent. With Nietzsche playing as well, I thought he had a decent game against Liverpool. Just didn't get the opportunities, which I'm hoping in this game against Leicester, whose defence has been worse than it ever, ever has been, going to get a few opportunities in this. Yeah, I'd support that. I mean, I, I put an Achebe uh, in as well as a enabler for some other players. So I'm going to um, I'm going to take the plunge and field him this week as well. Yeah. And uh, unless the Iceman, I, I've, uh, I must apologise to you. Last week you called Mares to keep scoring from the penalty spot. I said Middlesbrough 
weren't conceding penalties and what's the first thing that happened <laughs> they conceded, penalty they conceded a penalty scores. I literally couldn't believe it when I saw that yeah. so a humble pie for me <laughs> do, you, do you still fancy Mares? Oh, I think he looks good he's turning the uh, Borough defence inside out he this was, game he uh, was. was looking a pretty decent player just his price tag's too much he's not you know, getting the returns anymore there's not really many options at Leicester for me Vardy not even had a shot on target since September the 10th so uh, even um, I, I will say on that if Mares was in the same bracket as say a Firmino Coutinho price so in the 8 to 8.5 range I would seriously consider him yeah but at nine, you're starting to get into Hazard, KDB, Sanchez sort of territory. And I do think, you know, there's players scoring more regularly than him at the moment. Certainly the likes of Walcott at Arsenal. I do think Pedro at Chelsea is a better shout than him. So, yeah. um, Jano, what's your, your take on this one? Are you- I, I would want Mares to be even cheaper than uh, Firmino and Coutinho, or Coutinho. I just think with the way Liverpool are playing, you're pretty sure a Liverpool midfielder is going to get a goal or two. Yeah. Uh, you might get the wrong one, like this week. I have both Coutinho and Firmino, and neither of them returned, and Mane did, and Milner, if anyone has got Milner with his sixth penalty. <laughs> but I have a lot more confidence in there being a lot of goals in Liverpool games than I do with Leicester City. And I think Maris at the moment is a player that, yes, when you watch the games, he's performing quite well, but he doesn't have the same team around him even though the same players are actually there the confidence in Premier League games the actual performance and the fact that I think a lot of Premier League clubs have figured out what they need to do against Leicester now I think the mystique has gone there yeah even all Brighton at the end of the match of the day he was just saying I don't think they're used to the amount of games they've got to play with the Champions League involvement uh, but they do have a break from that now because they're already through so True. maybe things might change for them that's very possible yeah. yeah I think that's a good shout That the last comment I'll just make on this game in terms of if you have got any Sunderland players in the next game after this is Swansea granted the game after that is Chelsea at home but um, I would hold on to your Sunderland attacking players for another couple of weeks if, uh, if, I, if I had them and I do so I will <laughs> So let's move on to uh, the white half of North London versus the team that pulled off probably one of the comebacks in the Premier League era, Swansea. Eriksen looking good uh, with this goal against Chelsea, but as usual, they're not quite able to, to get past the Blues. Um, Iceman, what do you think of Tottenham's chances against Swansea this weekend? Yeah, I can see this is more of a whitewashing coming on. I think Spurs did play quite well against Chelsea in the first half and then just kind of dipped in the second. But I feel, feel like they'll they'll last against Swansea. Swansea are just not good enough. And letting in four goals in the last game and with their record at the moment, it's not brilliant. I can see Spurs smashing them. Kane, probably a massive captain option here. Uh, but Eriksen has got his first goal after his 39th attempt on goal this season at 8.1 I brought him in for Coutinho and yeah he got max bonus points last game I am thinking about captaining uh, Ericsson for this game I just feel like maybe this is uh, he's always had the stats where he's been shooting quite a lot and yeah he could have got a goal against Arsenal where Czech saved it there was a few other attempts he's had against decent teams where he's come close and obviously he got the brilliant goal against Chelsea I do think he's going to score a few more now yeah it's a bit like uh, Klein where he was getting all the stats and then never getting any points from it and I think the points for Klein are starting to come I think the same thing is going to happen for Ericsson uh, so that's why I brought him in for Coutinho Jano, can I just come to you on this? Because if if your rationale about Palace being completely deflated after that kind of loss is anything to go by, how how do you think Swansea are going to be against Spurs this week? Are you you with the Iceman on this one? I I believe their confidence will be higher. Do they have the quality to beat a Spurs side that are very well structured? It all depends how the early minutes of the game go, I think. I personally only look at Sigurdsson as an option from Swansea, though. I just feel like he'll be involved in anything good that comes from them yeah other than that with the Spurs side I think Kane is the safest and only real option if you're trying to protect your ranking if you're trying to move up the table then I would look at the midfield to try and get your differentials but it's been done before he has rotated his midfield rested players I know the fixture list gets very very close together the games I've just looked at how close together some of these games are in December and Son, at one point, was really hot. 
and then he got dropped. And everyone was like, where did that come from? What's happening? So yeah. I don't want to risk a Spurs midfielder because I don't know. I think he's got too many options. And when you've got that many options of class in your midfield, you've got to rotate. Just, um, mm. just some open questions to the two of you here then. So whilst we're talking about midfielders, just coming back onto the Swansea side of this. Leroy Fair is on 58 points. That's only four short of Siggy. And I'm not suggesting he's a definite, but he's got Spurs next. But then they've got Sunderland at home, West Brom away, Middlesbrough away, West Ham at home, Bournemouth at home. I mean, he is still dirt cheap as it goes. He's still only five million. Do you, do you think there's any value in having him as a fifth midfielder, or would you still steer clear? He's he's blanked for a few weeks now, and if you do still have him in your team, well done to you. You must either not pay attention or have just left him in trying to get rid of him. In fact, <laughs> it would be nice to find. Wait, did, you, did you just compliment the listeners and then offend <laughs> it? Actually, it, w- it would be nice to find out from our listeners who actually still has him. So if you could tweet us hashtag fur then I'd love to know who's actually still got Leroy Fair. That'll be quite uh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I just wanted a, a thought on him as he keeps popping up and uh, high scoring for the season of 58. So I would still say that Siggy is the, the main option uh, for Swansea, but i say the other option for Swansea is uh, they're, they're where the cheap defenders are, am at at 4.1. I've got a question from Reddit from... Uh, Bennett Violent Soul, <laughs> 22, what a name that is. So Bennett uh, Violent Soul, wonderful name. <laughs> uh, he said, is it worth getting uh, going cheap in defence? Uh, just upgraded Coutinho to Hazard by downgrading Carl Walker. Worth upgrading Lukaku to Costa or Kane by downgrading Koscielny? Uh So Amat might be an option for, for actually downgrading players, but to be honest, a lot of people still have him and... Uh, this guy actually does have Amat, so maybe Amat's not an option for him. But if you're looking to upgrade your front line, I do think in defence, maybe we're the, the cheap defenders like McCauley, who got a goal this weekend, could be the better options. Yeah, I'd support that. And again, just what I was saying about the run of fixtures that Swansea have, Amat, um, I think, will be more likely to play in those games now as, um, as they're, they're trying to get that settled back for. So I, I think he's an option. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. Okay, chaps. Well, let's move on to the West Brom versus Watford game. Again, we were singing the praises of West Brom the week before after that 4-0 thumping of Burnley. Um, Over the weekend, they drew 1-1 surprisingly with Hull. We weren't expecting that. Um, And then Watford continue to kind of, I guess, you know, show promise at times, but a a disappointing 1-0 loss against Stoke. J&O, how do you see this one panning out? Please be a 0-0 draw. Please. <laughs> Who have you I've got? I've got McCauley and Holobas. And although if Holobas plays or not is another question, ideally this is the kind of game where if you've got cheap defenders like we were just talking about, this is the game you want to be 0-0. Or if it has to have a goal, I want West Brom to score because I have Foster in goal as well. There are players that can score and both teams are susceptible to collapsing if goals are scored against them. You've got players like Chadley and Rondon for West Brom, who, if they start playing really well, can cause a lot of damage. And you've got Troy Deeney at Watford. So it's one of those games which is going to be really hard to predict. I'm just praying that it goes the way I want it to. See, my only, my only shout, I, I would agree with you completely on the uh, defensive side of things. I'll be doubling up on Foster and McCauley again this weekend. But the, the man I'd be interested in um, would be Phillips, because once again, he's come up with an assist over the weekend and he looks quite consistent in that West Brom attack now I would fancy him to get something against Watford I don't know what your view is on that Iceman yeah no I think Phillips is a good option a lot of people bringing him in as their fourth or fifth mid Chadley is back now came on he was benched so he only got a few minutes against Hull so he didn't get to prove himself but he will be another great option for West Brom. He seems to always get involved in all their attacks. I was looking at his stats from when yeah. he was playing more consistent before he was injured, and he just looks really good in his attempts, his chances created. Yeah, he's on free kicks and on pens. It's Chadley, I think, you know, give him a couple of games. Although their fixtures aren't brilliant going forward at the moment, where they've got. Watford, Chelsea, Swansea, Man United, Arsenal. So West Brom maybe start sliding away from them. I do have McCauley and Foster, which I may be thinking of moving Foster out soon, maybe for someone like Butland or uh, just someone different. 
Interesting. Okay, so if you're, it's interesting. I'm, I'm keeping a record of who we're shouting here, and actually that there's more names coming out of this game than any that's gone so far. So I think we're getting quite excited about West Brom Watford. <laughs> we are. Oh, we? Apparently so. <laughs> um, well, the next game does excite me. And actually, there's a little bit of competition on the pod this week. We've got J&O as the adopted West Ham fan. We've got the two uh, resident but completely unbiased Gooners. I'm going to sit on the fence on this one. J&O, I'm going to let you lead us off as the guest. West Ham versus Arsenal. Can you make any argument for your home side? This is where I'm meant to get really passionate and tell you how we're going to thump you. Um, <laughs> if we do win, I, I will, even if it's just like a fly-by visit in the podcast, I want to be involved in next week. Just quickly <laughs> pop in and go, what on <laughs> earth were you guys doing? <laughs> because, let's be fair, Payet probably wants to leave the club. Uh, don't blame him because we made promises to him and I really don't think we've lived up to those promises. World-class striker was promised and... That hasn't really come to fruition. Defensively, we've got a lot worse than last season. Really, if any one of your star players like Sanchez or Ozil turn up, you should win. I don't think our move to uh, the London Stadium has helped. I don't think it has the same feel as the bowling. And from what I've heard, I've not gone to many games, but they've moved all of the hardcore supporters that used to all be together and all used to make yeah. as much noise as possible from the same area of the ground they're all split apart amongst the families and all the new people that have bought tickets just because we've got a really nice new stadium hmm. and they're in a different area. So uh, it doesn't have that same fortress feel when you play West Ham away anymore. So I think players like Ursul, Sanchez, uh, Walcott may come up and have a good game. Giroud, if he comes off the bench, he could cause havoc uh, with the way he is in the box and our defence is just appalling and Adrian needs to be dropped and I feel like I sound like some Arsenal fans now who always complain about their team <laughs> Adrian is dropped he, uh, Randolph played the last game oh yeah they he? dropped him last yeah, game he didn't looked, he looked decent and, and we got a draw yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's not all doom and gloom. A draw at Old Trafford is, is still a decent, as, as bad as United have been what recently what I hate about that game is we got that first goal and then we went defensive mm. Yeah, and that was just asking for trouble. If we'd kept on them, maybe we could have scored another. You could have nicked it on them. though. You can Fletcher could have stole it at the end. And I tell you what, he looked pretty oh, good when he, when why he was on is the Fletcher ball. Not playing. Yeah, he looked decent. Zaza is the type of player that looks good in training. Zaza's terrible in his training videos. You go on West Ham's YouTube channel, training videos of Zaza. He looks world class. He looks like he should be playing for Barcelona. Yeah. As soon as you put him on in natural game. He looks shocking. <laughs> yeah, he's awful. It took uh, it took some pass from Paul Pogba to pick out Ibrahimovic, though, didn't it, to get that equaliser? Um, they, yeah. Those two are starting to impress me slowly. Yeah, me too. I'm waiting to see what comes of it. Hold but... hold that thought a minute. We're going to get back to the, in two two matches time. I promise you can let loose. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to give the Ice Man a chance. Well, you've got nothing to respond to, really, Ice Man. But um, <laughs> wh- where would you be going for this? I one? agree with everything JNO said. <laughs> all of the above. Yeah. All, all I can say is West Ham have scored a lot of headers this season, and Arsenal haven't conceded any. So maybe you're not going to get any goals. Effect? Uh, yeah, we're gonna, Antonio's going to score two headers then. It's written. It's written. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. It's in my book, just like an extra page at the end of Zaha's book. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I did call last week. I did say not to bring in Jenkinson because Debussy, Debussy was coming back and uh, Debussy got the nod ahead of Jenkinson. So, yeah, Iceman knows his Arsenal. But then Debussy got injured after 19 minutes. So you may as well keep Jenkinson if you brought him in. <laughs> <laughs> but I was oh, right. Sacco. That's what I've got to say. Sacco's injured, isn't he? We get a striker in, scores, and he's injured. Oh, is he injured? If he? we play Zaza, oh god. Yeah, How okay, so so we're we're talking about here really. If you've got them, if you've got Sanchez, if you've got Theo, if you've got Özil, make sure they're playing in this game. Um, Giroud may even be worth a punt as well. Yeah, I wouldn't drop Payet or Antonio if no. you don't have another viable option, but. Those are probably the only two that I'd consider keeping in. Just, just Let's to quick... actually talk FPL there instead of just moaning about my side. <laughs> <laughs> just a quick one on what I need to decide going forward. Sanchez might be going up tonight and I really want him back in my team. I've got De Bruyne who got benched last week. I know he's going to play against Chelsea. I just I have a gut feeling that De Bruyne is going to score well against Chelsea and that Sanchez isn't. But do you think I should take a minus four to take out De Bruyne and bring in Sanchez? Would you do that? Jano, do you want to go first on that? Um, 
my my answer would be no, purely because if you did do that and it went wrong, you've then also taken the minus four. Yeah, and. I, I might be very risk adverse until the second half of the season and just be like, I'll stick with who I've got, which I did with the whole Sanchez hazard issue. Lots of people had Sanchez. Hazard starts performing. I was like, uh, can't really have them both at the moment. Do I take him out for, you know what? Sanchez is a type of player that will at some point score some goals. Kept him and this weekend. I was the one lucky enough to have him when I know a lot of people moved over to Hazard. Yeah, you're making me feel worse and uh, regretting my decision <laughs> even more. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you already? Okay. Um, no, no, I, I'm no, no. Say, as, a, as I, in I, Sanchez to Hazard. I haven't, I haven't done the move yeah. from De Bruyne to Sanchez. Yet. Okay. I'll be honest, I was ready to do it. It was Hazard, uh, Sanchester Hazard was definitely in my thinking. And if this weekend had gone Hazard's way, I may have just missed this next game and then transferred Sanchez out. But I'm happy with Sanchez at the moment. Okay. Iceman, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a hashtag out there for our listeners. I mean, do weigh in on this. be interested to see what your thoughts are on the Iceman's dilemma. But I'm going to say hashtag trust the gut. Stick with uh, De Bruyne for this one. I wouldn't be taking a minus four. Yeah, well, it just, d- just means uh, sorry. It just means that I'm going to uh, blame you two for when Alexa <laughs> score this week. Uh, that's this the only reason why I brought it up on the podcast. Not you. That's well, it. You've got that's to understand. You've got to understand. You're ahead of me at the moment. So should you really be listening to my advice? <laughs> oh shit! You've really put me on there. <laughs> or has he? I'm so confused. My double bluff. Mind <laughs> game central. What do you do? J- t- take a minus eight and don't put either of them in. It's <laughs> great shout. Hey, if that worked out for him, that would be a genius move. Unbelievable. <laughs> right, I'm going to move us on to Bournemouth versus Liverpool. So Liverpool getting the victory against Sunderland. The two players scoring, perhaps what we didn't expect. James Milner continues to feature highly in total points for the season with another penalty. Uh, Divock Origi, who's also scored tonight in the League Cup, notching in that game. Um, be interested to see who you two think is going to be taking that space now that uh, Coutinho is potentially injured long term. And then we've got Bournemouth, of course, losing 3-1 against Arsenal at the weekend. They will have Jack Wheelchair back. Let's come to the Iceman first on this one. Where do you see this one going? I'm just going to nip to the loo. It's going to be a quick one. Bear with me two seconds and then we'll answer this question. Okay. Right, well, if we're having a quick break... Welcome back, listeners, from the uh, the Iceman's Piss. Iceman, a nice, uh, a nice quick one this week. Yeah, it just flew out of me. Lovely to know. Okay. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, what podcast am I in? <laughs> I'm not sure myself sometimes. Mm. Um, Iceman, first of all, let's come to you uh, for the Bournemouth versus Liverpool game then. What do you think about this? Yeah, Coutinho sidelined for six weeks now. It's obviously... Massive, a... massive blow for the Reds. Is that going to affect Liverpool? Um Origi, you know, he's playing well tonight, as you say, he's got goal. Uh, we'll move Firmino back, but Liverpool hammered down Sunderland's door. Sunderland put up eight buses in front of them, and they managed to get through eventually with the two goals. Um, Milner, I don't know if he's still an option. Yeah, he, he's only going to be an option if you're really wishing for those penalty kicks. He doesn't really get any shots on goal, or he hasn't scored from open play recently. Um, but Emre Chan, we shouted last week, came close a few times, and he created a few chances as well. So still a good option there at 4.8. But yeah, Liverpool, they're still. I think they're still going to do well without Coutinho. Origi's probably a good replacement for him and just slotting straight out front. I do think that any of their team is still option. The only thing is both Origi and Mane got 90 minutes tonight in the uh, EFL Cup. So maybe a bit more tired this week against Bournemouth. Yeah, but I mean potentially. But I, I think uh, I think he'll start Mane just because well, they don't have Coutinho as well. I think Lana's still injured as well. Yeah, yep, Lana's still injured. He's a massive. Yeah, I don't I don't think he can afford to take another one of his his main main three in that attacking midfield um, out. Potential game time for Wijnaldum though. Yeah, probably is. The thing is with Liverpool in this game is that. 
Bournemouth looked pretty good against Arsenal and I don't remember Speroni making many saves against Arsenal so their defence is still pretty solid although you know Cook did gift it to Alexis I think Ake who's now starting for them looks a solid defender at 4.2 maybe he's an option but he might be an option after this week I still think Liverpool are going to get goals but Bournemouth at home so they play they play better at home more solid in defence there so you, you never know; they might hold Liverpool. Who knows? And Jano, your your thoughts on the you know that the, the I suppose the ongoing bandwagon that is Liverpool winning week by week, but uh, the Coutinho situation. Well, first of all, Bournemouth can be a different animal at home. That being said, I believe they lost to Sunderland at home, so it can go the other way, and they don't perform. I personally think Liverpool shouldn't have too much problem considering the class they have in their midfield and up front. I think Origi should come in up top, and then you've got Firmino on the left, Mane on the right of him. Uh, That's what I'd do anyway if I was picking the side. And the last time Firmino played in a game where Coutinho didn't play more than a half, uh, he got his highest point total this season against Mm -hmm. Leicester. So I'm hoping... This has a positive effect for me having Firmino. I am thinking about captain him this week. It's between him and Eriksen for me. I'm definitely thinking of captain him as well. Interesting. Okay, so not not quite as many uh, options as usual in this one, but we uh, we are thinking Firmino is probably the one to to go to if you're having a solid Liverpool player. Yeah, no, agreed. Okay. Um, well, on to the blue half of, of uh, the, the Mersey then. So, Everton versus Manchester United. Interesting tie. Ongoing theatrics of Jose Mourinho at United. Like we said earlier, just uh, scraping that point against West Ham. Everton disappointingly losing 1 0 against Southampton. Let's come to you first on this one, the nice man. Who are you shouting? Well, Man United are actually doing worse off than when David Moyes was managing them. So, Jose Mourinho, not the uh, special one he's living up to the name to be. But Zlatan is now back, and again, he's getting loads of opportunities. And I do think that soon he will be a must-have, as United seem to create loads of chances each game. And with Mkhitaryan now playing... I think I want Ibra. I just it's difficult for me to squeeze him in. But you, you look at the United team and the connection between him and Pogba. I think without those two, I don't know if United are a team which are going to go forward and score that many goals. But yeah, who who knows? It, it may need the likes of Mkhitaryan coming in to change things and and spruce things up a bit. I do I do see that there is a stat between Pogba and Latan that. No duo has created more chances between them in the Premier League so far this season with 16. So, yeah, there's a lot of hope in United. And Everton, they just don't seem to be uh, getting hold of any anything at the moment. They are unbeaten at home, though, so that's the only plus side here. But last game, they didn't look too good against Southampton. Do you think Pogba's a viable pick for FPL now? Well, he's 8.2. I don't know if he's ready to be brought in yet. He, you know, he's he's one of these players who who would be a punt. He hasn't got any pedigree in the Premiership, so you'd just be hoping that he's going to score consistently. Playing a bit deeper in the last game, a great ball for the Ibrahimovic goal, but now not quite an option for me yet. And JNO, what about you? I can't see either of them being an option just yet. Of course, that can change very quickly in FPL compared to. And I think you can only really have two expensive strikers. Compared to Costa and Aguero at the moment, he doesn't really have the shot accuracy or the uh, goal conversion rate that those two have. So with Man City and Chelsea also performing, Man City maybe not that much more consistently, but definitely uh, Costa being very, very consistent. I can't see myself bringing in Ibra. As far as Pogba's concerned, again, with them having European football and with now the Christmas period, I think when you've got teams like Chelsea and Liverpool who have players that can only focus on the Premier League and then maybe some cup games here and then, I, I can't really see myself bringing any of them in unless they really convince me they're must-haves. But you- yeah, it would, it, would, it would take some doing to justify swapping out. If, if you're going to stick to Aguero, it's going to take some justifying to find I mean, the money to get Ibra I did in. start with Aguero and Ibra, which yeah. did well at the beginning. Yeah, but now when there's so many midfield options that are viable, it's hard to get Ibra and Aguero in a side. But you look at their fixtures coming up. I do think over the Christmas period, oh. United Ibra is going to be such a good option. If if they're not tired, 
if they can perform their fixture list is definitely uh, one of the best out of the top teams because yeah. uh, Crystal Palace, West Brom, Sunderland, Middlesbrough. I think only Chelsea have a better Christmas period where they've got Sunderland, Palace, Bournemouth, and Stoke. So I'd go with Costa, and then I can't. I just can't drop Aguero. Yeah, I still want that yellow card to come for Costa, and then I'll bring him in. I don't think Maybe. I've got the funds. I think Costa hasn't risen enough for me. Maybe that'll be the week when that yellow card comes. Um, so not too much thinking in terms of Everton, but certainly the big two for United featuring, which takes us on to our final game of the week, Borough versus Hull. A couple of goals at Alvaro Negredo this week. I wonder if he's in the thinking. And Hull have finally scored a goal, albeit through Michael Dawson. J&O, any, any thoughts on this one at all? Uh, Middlesbrough defence, maybe. But, yeah. Um, Traore could grow into a player that becomes someone we need to look at. But mm. so far, he's not really getting the points in FPL, although no. he has looked good in the games. Yeah, I said that last week, and I thought that he would play better against the lesser teams and maybe actually get some points. But no, it just doesn't seem to be happening for him. I've got, I mean, Traore, when he was at Barcelona, he was coming through the ranks, and they were talking about him being the next one in that. You know, in that front three, albeit that he had Neymar and Suarez and Messi holding him back, but he looked like dynamite. He came to Villa and seemed to put on about two stone in muscle and just looked completely inflexible. Looks like he sorted that out a little bit this season. He is looking a real dynamic player, a real handful, but like you say, he's one of those players, almost frustrating like Willian last season, who just didn't, you know, did, played well but didn't get the points. So I agree, someone needs to be looking at long term. Anyone from, from Hull? Sorry, was that a serious question? <laughs> and that's the answer I was looking for. The only thing I'll, the only thing I'll shout is tonight. Robert Snodgrass has scored again as they've uh, as they've got past Newcastle into the next round of the League Cup. They did uh, more or less play their whole team against Newcastle as well. So yes, did, if, yes. if you are determined to have a whole player, that is the only player I'd consider. I wouldn't even consider him. Well, no, I'm just saying if you're that determined. <laughs> yeah, they had a 17 oh, year old at left back. I, I look at, um, unfortunately, I look at Hull's, be- I don't recognise a lot of their team, if I'm being honest. And Umbacani got sent off as well. But uh, anyway, I'm wasting precious listening time on this fixture. Um, so that, I think, is going to round off our fixtures for the week. Let me do a summary of the main players we've picked for each game, just to give you a bit of a reminder of, because uh, we covered a lot of content there. So City versus Chelsea, we were looking at Aguero as a definite um, the thinking was also around Yaya, Hazard and Costa as usual. Potential differential in Pedro to save you a bit of money, but we're not too keen on defenders this week. Palace versus Saints, we said a definite yes to Austin. That's becoming a regular. Differential option might be Cedric in defence. Cheap option and Saints have got a good run of games coming up with that tight back four. Stoke versus Burnley. So um, J&O had confidence in Allen. The Iceman, not so much. He was shouting Shakiri. We were all agreed, though not Wilfred Boney, and if you can find a, a Burnley player to justify, you're a better man than uh, or woman than we are. Sunderland versus Leicester. Um, we were talking about keeping hold of your Sunderland options if you've got them. Again, not a bad run of games for them attacking-wise. Ivan Achebe and Defoe. A little bit of focus on Van Arnholt as well as an attacking fullback. Not quite getting the goals of last season, but we'll see how he develops. The Iceman noticing a few stats improving for him. Um, we discussed Mares for Leicester. Definitely none of their defenders, but Mares consistently scoring weekly but at nine million still a little bit pricey for us with the other people on offer tottenham versus uh versus swansea we've got ericsson definitely thinking very reasonably priced seemed to be fairly consistent great goal against chelsea sigurdsson again very very consistent for swansea at the moment we're also questioning leroy fur but more as a cheap option to enable others and to have as a fifth defender uh, amat at 4.1 million west brom versus watford number of players coming out of this game really defensively we were talking about mccauley as usual foster Hollybass and the two attacking players to note Phillips who seems to be on a fairly hot streak at the moment and uh, Chadley as well who we know could be a great FPL option West Ham versus United bit of an anti-climax as the banter between fans goes but Sanchez Theo and Ozil the obvious options no one really from West Ham although if you've got Mikel Antonio certainly worth considering playing for, for a potential header Bournemouth versus Liverpool. Who's going to replace Coutinho? Well, we'll talk a bit more about that at the moment, but Origi seemed like a, a good option. If you haven't got him as well, moving uh, Coutinho to Firmino does look like a good option, and also Emre Chan as an enabler in midfield. 
Uh, we talked about Everton versus Man United. Ibrahimovic and Pogba dominated discussion here. No one really jumping out for Everton, even Lukaku at the moment. The Iceman thinking Ibra is going to be a very, very attractive option if he continues this vein of form. And finally, we spoke about Middlesbrough versus Hull. Um, I've got nothing to report on that one. So <laughs> that brings us to the end of our 10 games. Chaps, have I missed anyone there? <laughs> I think we all missed one matter. Good point. Yeah, no, I like that. Do you want to say a word on him just before we move on to? to I mean, choice? I've got no stats to like back up my. I don't think you need just, it. Though. I think it. I think the quality he, speaks for itself. Exactly. And finally, Mourinho seems to agree with us. Yeah, yeah. After taking a player that gets uh, player of the year for your club two years in a row and dropping him does does beg questions. But no, I agree. I think uh, definitely matter needs to be considered there. So, lads, captains, who are we going to hang our hat on this week? Iceman, let's start with you. Well, like I said before, I think Ericsson or Firmino are my options. Ericsson at home to Swansea seems the nailed on one. I was thinking about Austin away to Crystal Palace. He's my vice at the moment. At the moment, it's on Ericsson, just because I really want to go for that punty captaincy, which um, you know could take me out, could fail, but if yeah, you know, I'm going for it either way. You, I'm going to take you back to last season. You called on Altovich. You didn't go for him. He came up good with two goals. That could have changed your season. So I'm going to, I'm going to suggest that you actually uh, back yourself this time. I'm going to throw into the mix. I think at the moment my captain's choice is on Sanchez, and it may well stay there. I do fancy him in that fixture against West Ham. Part of me, though, does. I, I always struggle to look away from Aguero, and I do like him in big fixtures because he does come up with the goods. So a definite option against Chelsea, but I'm going to put my hat on Sanchez this week. Jano? Let, let me just get my book. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you putting Zahara's captain? Zahara, captain. <laughs> Oh, I'd be a brave man if I did. Um, I, I like the look of Austin against Palace. Other than that, if I bring in Walcott, I like his pace against a West Ham defence that really look like they just don't know what they're doing when they're... The one moment I remember, and I forget which game it was, they had no one on the halfway line from their own corner. And then a team broke. It was West Brom. Team broke... Chadley and Rondon just had the pace. No defender could catch them. And if you do that with Walcott, even if you have one person on the halfway line, Walcott has the pace. So if I bring Walcott in to replace Coutinho, which we're going to talk about, I assume, in a bit, yes, maybe Walcott as a differential, because I think a lot of people will go for Sanchez. I like it. Well, diff- differential captains this week, perhaps not who we're expecting. but um, And don't forget Zaha. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> The Chronicles of Wilf Zaha. Let's move on to social media. So, Iceman, any other, other than what you've raised already, um, I think there was one question we were looking at as a potential a good discussion point. Yeah, so the main question this week is uh, who to swap in Coutinho for. Who are the options this week, guys? Who have you brought in, Jano, for Coutinho? Well, I never make the early transfer because I'm worried about injuries. But I like... <laughs> True. But I think maybe you're looking at Fear Walcott as a good option. If you like the fixtures that Swansea have, then you could go with Sigurdsson. Other than that, I can't really see anyone that's shouting out to me. Okay, Bully, what's your what's your opinion? Yeah, I like I like um I like that shout of uh of Sigurdsson. He has looked good each week. I think he will be a consistent performer for Swansea this season. Um if you don't have him it comes down to for me if you haven't got him already then swapping him on to Firmino seems like an obvious choice and then the only other one for me would be Walcott because I think he even if you've got Sanchez already I think Sanchez will remain up front for us for a while and you've effectively got the Sanchez striker and Walcott midfielder so if you're not jumping straight on to Firmino which would be my first choice if you haven't got that I'm going to say Walcott at the moment yeah fair shout as I mentioned I've brought in Ericsson for Coutinho I just think with Spurs fixtures and Ericsson's got the pedigree behind him where he can score a high amount of points not as consistent yeah. as some players but he can get like a good double digit score each week he is the man for me I do think there are other options if you're considering if you're looking at Firmino even you know bringing in Mane Ali for Spurs and Altovic, you know Wilcott Mares, Torre even for City like he 
might be a massive option now. Maybe, I know I I didn't agree with it earlier, but Pedro and then Siggy, he is the biggest transferred-in player for Coutinho. uh, And I do want to get Sigurdsson in. Uh, I just didn't see it this week. I thought, if I wait a week, maybe get rid of Capoe for Sigurdsson because I now have the cash. I'll do that next week because I think um, Ericsson's going to score higher this week. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, there, I, I probably wouldn't go alley at this point in, in time. I think your shout of Ericsson's a, a nicer, longer-term punt. Yeah, Ali can score high as well, though, so he's always got that. He's a gifted player and he's just come back, so he might be uh, starting his streak now. Who knows? Uh, and he was... always does well when Caden is playing as well. Yeah, that's true. Just another question we had was uh, best week to use the first wild card before 30th of December from Eddie Hughes. Well, just to say, Eddie, well done on keeping that wild card so far. Nearly everyone has used it so uh, so far. I think everyone on this podcast have. Is that correct? That's correct. Oh, yeah. I yeah, can't believe gone. you've kept it that long. Yeah, good, good work on that. I would see it as... I would use it in between all the uh, Christmas breaks fixtures because that's where it really starts to pile up and there could be some injuries in there. Now that you've saved it this far, you may as well save it the whole hog and then wait for something bad to happen, then use it. But other than that, you could use it now to prepare your, your team for the fixtures going forward, but you're looking at the same players which you probably already got in your team. So that's probably my shout on that one. Yeah, I'd, um, I've got. I mean, I'm not sure how you've managed to keep it this long, Eddie. Great job. But yeah, I'd agree. Probably around Christmas time, where you're going to see the greatest amount of suspensions, knocks the players, people coming in and out of form. I'd probably have it then, just to save yourself, give yourself a nice week of uh, zero hits. Jano, I'm gonna go against the grain because I don't like being reactive and. If your team, if somehow, miraculously, all of the players you have, none of them get any knocks, none of them get any suspensions, then you're just going to be asking yourself, when do I play it anyway? And you've been waiting for the uh, moment to come when you knew it was time and it just never comes. So I would say, if you're going to be proactive after this game week, play it and have a look at who has the really good run of fixtures until the new year. And I think you're going to be looking at the likes of Swansea, Chelsea, uh, Man United, Tottenham all have relatively good fixtures and you could really shape your team around making the most of those fixtures. Yeah, some some good different views there. I think uh, Southampton's probably another one to shout in that uh, good fixtures category as well. So you've got some options. Hopefully that doesn't only help you, Eddie Hughes, because you're just above me at the moment in our league and I do want to catch you. So uh, ignore everything we just said uh, and uh, don't even use your wildcard. Sound and fair advice. (laughs) That's a different tactic, then. If Uh, it works for him, you're going to really regret saying that. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Kind of uh, social media. I kind of answered it uh, during the uh, um, fixtures. Fantastic. Well, that brings us to the end of another podcast. We are now 40 podcasts old, getting towards our 50 mark, and we will soon announce our Christmas special coming up as well. If you remember last year, uh, we had mince pie eating, French fancies, and a very, very sick woodsy. So we'll see if... uh, We'll see if we can get him on. Just tempt him on for that week for another run of the mince pies. Um, let me just tell you how you get in contact with us. So in terms of facebook.com forward slash fancy football surgery, access our website, www.fancyfootballsurgery.com. Some good articles on there and you can get to know the surgeons. Twitter is where most of our activity online happens at FF underscore surgery this week. Answer the Iceman, the Iceman's question hashtag trust the gut if you think he should stick to kdb or get him out listen to us on soundcloud soundcloud and if you listen to us on itunes as well give us a review a comment as it always helps us to respond to feedback finally join the fpl mini league for your chance to win uh, the coveted fancy football podcast surgery t-shirt the code for the league is 17603 hyphen 6718 Iceman do you want to shout the cup oh yeah we are we are doing a cup uh, which we've just started last week we've got a load of entries coming so if you do want to enter into that uh, you will get a guest appearance on the podcast and we may actually consider coming up with another prize we're, we're just kind of thinking on what to do 
But yeah, if you want to tweet us in at ff underscore surgery or just send us an email at ff surgery podcast at yahoo.com, uh, just let us know if you want to play and then eventually I will either send out a massive tweet or an email just to let you know, uh, just to send us the your URLs and things like that. So yeah, we're getting that sort of getting loads of people in on that. There's about 60 so far. I want to kind of hit either 90 or 100. It's bigger than the FA Cup. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, get involved. Okay. Well, uh, just want to thank J&O for joining us once again. Much appreciated. Just want to shout your uh, the content you've put up today. Okay, yeah. Um, I've got a new schedule out. So all of my, hopefully in the future anyway, all of my fantasy football content will go out on Tuesday. Three videos up today at 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock. And all going over the last game week, the game week coming up and the players who watch so definitely check that out and also i am now a new addition to the fantasy football surgery classic league so hopefully i'll be uh, taking over one of your slots in the oh, in nice. the near future i'm glad you joined good to have you on there well i'm sure we'll see you rising up the leagues very very quickly but watch the actual name of your youtube channel for people who didn't listen last time uh it's jno united uh, if you search it on the youtube search bar uh, should be the first result so Excellent. don't have to go into any urls some great content on there um i man thanks once again yep cheers bro cheers jno and no worries pleasure being on fantastic great to have you all thanks for listening again everybody good luck with your game weeks and we will talk to you in a week's time That was a nice short one. It wasn't, actually. Wow, I'm still <laughs> recording audio. You're still recording audio? I, I Basically, I recorded like a 20-minute bit oh, wow. from the episode. Oh, yeah. Which well, bit? I just left it running and I'll pick the best bit.